I'm Jay, and this is my head with life mate, Silent Bob. Don't tell me you guys have no idea there's a new comic book movie being made of the old comic book movie you two are the basis for. That old ass star-studded piece of shit, that movie sucked balls. Suck asshole too. Your Honor, I object. I'll allow it. That movie did suck balls and asshole. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remix. This is episode 319. I'm Mark, he's Mike. Another two weeks in the books. Stamped. Certified. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Just sound like the right thing to say right there. Yeah, we are uh, we're moving along nicely in the calendar year. Uh, yeah, it's just about mid-June. Um, and I'm looking outside. We finally have some sunshine. And I'm wearing flip-flops. So, I mean, we might as well start Christmas shopping, Mark. Yeah, just skip on right past some. It's crazy how, how fast, to me, how fast, I mean, time goes really fast when you grow up and start paying bills, but with the pandemic, it, things are such a blur that when I look at the calendar, I am just baffled. How is it June? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, it's, and anything that happened pre-pandemic feels like a million years ago. You're right. Yeah. Like, you remember the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Oh, man. That was five years ago. (laughs) The final Super Bowl in history was won by the greatest team in NFL history. Fuck you, 68 Dolphins or whatever you are. Yeah. I had a thought. (laughs) I was kind of, you know, uh, just kind of going through, and I saw some baseball news. And I just had this thought, like, hey, Robinson Cano used to be a Mariner. That was <laughs> 10 years ago. Where is he oh, now, actually? The Mets? The, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, okay. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. It feels like forever ago. I was like, oh, yeah. I think I was a Seattle Mariner, and I've completely just – it's so in the past. Oh, man. I can't even name a Mariner right now. They still got Mike Zanino? I don't know. Uh yeah, you know, it's baseball. i tell you what I'm gearing up for, though. I'm going to become the biggest NBA fan in the world. I am excited for this 22-team season they're going to – or 22-game season they're going to have. They're going to play at, like, Epcot Center or something? Yeah. It's going to be just like this ma- – like, it's just like a massive NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. everybody's just in one area and uh, – they're going to play a few games to get some seating down and then playoffs. I think that's actually a pretty cool move. Yeah. You know, like I hear interested someone who doesn't watch the NBA. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if they're going to have fans. I'm assuming not. Um, that's what, that was my assumption too. It was like no fans. But I, you know, I remember when this whole thing was going down and you'd have a few people like, yeah, I think LeBron James was one of them. He's like, I if there's no fans, I ain't playing. And I'm um, just, in my mind, I'm thinking there is far more people that watch your games on TV, then go to your games. And, and so to say that is kind of selfish to me. Like, yeah, if you can play the game and entertain the masses on TV, do it. Yeah. And so I, I hope it I hope it works out, you know. I think it's, we need some semblance of normalcy back, so. What do you think of someone like, uh, was it Dame Lin- uh, Lillard, who was like, 
if there's no chance at a championship, I'm not playing. That's that's crazy too. I mean, they're gonna get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, don't <laughs> do your job, bro. <laughs> I mean that's I guess that's how I respond to that. Oh, see, I, um, I, uh, I respect that like, more than the no fans because it's just like, yeah, he's here to win. If you're telling him he can't win, stay home. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I mean, in the end, that's the point, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're not. That's true. Like I see it, they get paid to play. So to me, I'm like, hey, do your job. But. Right. Yeah, they get but, paid, but they're they're basketball, they're competitors, they want to win. Exactly. So. And the, the, you know, the dude drives like they got a players union. Yeah. You know, if they if they collectively just like, no, it's not safe for us to play, you know, and I'm using safe in air quotes because if the decision is just well no, if I can't win a championship, then I'm not gonna risk my health. And that's I get yeah, that is understandable with the you know, injuries could just ruin your life. Yeah. Those or guys, just so. you know more contact to COVID. It's still uh, such a yeah. weird. Yeah, that's true. That is true. How susceptible are we? You know, it's like well, twelve guys on a basketball team plus all the coaches. That seems like a gathering larger than six people. Yeah, that's a lot of. That's a lot of. That's uh, that's a spider web. It just keeps stretching out. You know, people touching different people and. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe maybe they ban rebounds. Or. Uh, or just you playing defense. You, you can't play defense. Yeah. And you can only shoot threes. Actually, so I guess the uh, NBA is pretty normal then. Oh, well. Summer's here. NBA's right around the corner. We're geared up. Cheer on the um, Milwaukee Bucks and the, uh, the Memphis Tigers and uh, all the greats. The but Memphis until then, what have you been watching? Tiger Kings. Yeah, so I actually am surprised on how much I've watched over the last two weeks because I've been reading a lot. Um, I got a new Kindle, and so I'm just, like, reading reading books like crazy. Yeah. But, um, and for those that have Kindles, uh, Amazon's got a really nice deal going on right now. You can trade in your Kindle. And they give you a little, depending on what it's worth, they give you a little money. And then you also get 20% off a new Kindle. Oh, that's um, nice. So for, for me, my Kindle was over 10 years old. And so it was really only worth, like, I think I got $5 for it. Uh. But with the trade-in, made it all the all the more worth it, um, which is cool. So yeah. uh, anyway... What did I? We're, this is a show about watching things, Mark. And we're not sponsored by Amazon. And we're not sponsored by Amazon. So uh, first, I'd like to plug this really new this new app I got on my phone that I'm using to track my movie watching. Uh huh. Um, it's called Movie Fad, and it's fantastic. So you you can put in a movie. Uh, when you start watching a movie, you can you can you can say just started, and it'll it'll keep track of where you are in the movie, like how much time is left in the film and stuff. And then when you're done, you can give it a little rating and it's got little smiley faces and little sad faces. Um, and then it aggregates, you know, movie reviews from a bunch of different places. So you can kind of, and, and gives them kind of a rating, kind of like a Rotten Tomatoes type of thing, but it's a really cool app and you can have a library and a watch list. Um, 
and it's been the best thing I've found for like keeping track of what I've watched and giving it a rating. Because I used to just write it down yeah. in, like, a Google Keep note or whatever. And this is just far more fun. So, uh, yeah. Did you plug try in. Uh, Letterboxd? I, that was another one I looked into. Yeah, um, that's, the one I, that's, that's the service I'm on. Yeah, so this one was the first one I downloaded, and I just liked it, so I just kept yeah. using it. So, um, but, yeah, I looked up a few before I downloaded any. Anyway... So you can plug yours when it's your turn, Mark. Oh, that's right, yeah. Seed uh, <laughs> my time. Yeah, so I, I continued my uh, with my Batman animated film watching. Um, and so the, I watched Batman Gotham Knight, which is a, a, it's a 2008. And it's a really interesting one because it's, a, it's kind of like a bunch of chapters. It's like, I think it's six chapters. And they all have slightly different animation styles. Oh. And it's really cool because uh, Gotham Knight is kind of through the eyes of the people. And so uh, that's why the animation styles change and stuff. Like, So when you see in Batman through the eyes of like these teenage kids, like it's just this different looking thing. And then you see it through the eyes of a criminal, he's like this monstrous kind of thing. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's okay. It's not my favorite so far. But... It's worth watching. And I watched um, Batman Year One, which is um, Batman Year One's, you know, one of the big the big comic books. Right. Uh, one of the big graphic novels. And in 2011, they put together a film and star-studded cast. We got Brian Cranston. Uh, he's probably the biggest. Um, lots of big names voicing roles in this movie. Cranston, uh, Elijah Dushku, um, the the guy that uh, I think he's in that Batman show, the Gotham show, or whatever. But I think yeah. Katie Katie Sackhoff does some voicing, and um, but it's excellent. Batman Year One is so cool. Short runtime; it's only about an hour. Um, loved it. I really like Batman Year One. Um, so those are the the two Batman animateds I caught up on. And then I caught a I caught a classic. I got a I got a really cool Steelbook Blu-ray um, from my brother for my birthday, and uh, I got the Blues Brothers, and I popped that in, and and that movie still just is awesome. Is it the new 4K release Blues Brothers, or is it the uh, the uh, the class? Or is it the uh, Blu-ray edition where the cover is all blue and it has the white fists? Has the fists. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great cover. That's, yeah, that's has, great the, blue has the fists. Um, uh, I don't have 4K TV, so I guess maybe next time I'll get that one. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the Blues Brothers has a great cover too. It's kind of got this circus feel to it. And there, there's a whole string of new 4K HD, uh, Ultra HD releases, right, coming out. Yeah, uh, so they did a lot of just, just um, uh, they had like a Tom Cruise one, so like Top Gun, Days of Thunder, they, those all got uh, 4K re-releases, uh, and then you're seeing them a lot with Steelbooks, re-releasing older movies, Jaws uh, is having a 40th anniversary, I don't know, like, whatever anniversary we're in for Jaws, but they, they did a 4K Steelbook release, uh, nice. Blues Brothers got a 4K Steelbook release, so yeah, you're, you're seeing a lot more older movies getting these re-released in 4K. 
Yeah, I need to get a 4K TV, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Anyway. So, yeah, Blues Brothers still is awesome. And, you know, maybe we ought to do Blues Brothers 2000 down the road here. Um, and then, so, got to catch up, you know, keep up on my, my noir alley on Turner Classic Movies. A couple real cool movies. One is called The Kiss Before Dying. And it's 1956, stars Robert Wagner, one of his early roles. And he plays this, this kind of like a uh, ladies' man schmoozer, but he's a real son of a bitch. Ah. Um, he, he, he ends, you know, he's a, it's not a, a secret, he's a murderer. Um, and it's kind of like a, almost like an early serial killer movie, but not quite that many killings. Uh, but that's that's pretty good. And then um, over the weekend was a movie called The Underworld Story, and this is this is really cool because um, so this one's about a, a newspaper reporter that writes this article, and he gets blacklisted from his paper and all these other giant papers, and and he's actually kind of a scumbag. Like he he he, he writes articles, but in the end he's trying to make money. And so he buys a, a share of a small town newspaper, and there's a big there's a big story he gets on. He's trying to, um, you know, sell sell stories, and manipulate people, and get the big scoop. And it is yeah, underworld story. It is really cool, and it reminds me, kind of a lot of these this recent uh, wave of movies we've had. Um, I mean, everyone loves a good newspaper story, like Spotlight, that kind oh, yeah. of thing. Um, it just kind of has that that cool groove to it. I, I don't know; those movies have a certain pace that I really like. Um, or that that Tom Hanks that came out what two the years Post. ago, The Post. Yeah, but I mean, this guy is he's a bastard. Or you know, the the movies I've just mentioned are not you know they're not bad guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's just what I've uh, been able to view over the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, some good ones, some okay ones. Nothing bad, though. How about you? Yeah, well, you know, if, if we're plugging apps, uh, <laughs> I'm on Letterboxd. I, I think I have two reviews because I was like, I got I to gotta, I gotta remember to go in each time and put in my thing. And I got a thing going on a... On a, uh, on a um, Google Sheet. Yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you how great I love this pivot table. I can now say, you know, I, I have all my uh, directors and I can say, okay, show me who are my highest rated directors if I've seen three or more of their movies. You know, I don't I don't want some onesie twosies showing up. Uh, but, you know, so uh, you find my letterbox. Another great app that I use, and if you're into collecting physical media, I have an app. It's called uh, My Movies. And you just scan your barcode. Uh, of your Blu-ray, your 4K, it'll tell you what um, you can actually put your digitals on there too. So it'll tell you, so it'll list all your movies. It'll tell you what format you have it in, whether it's DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, or digital. Uh, and then it has a great feature where you can then filter. Uh, you can look by genre. You can look by your own ratings. Uh, but then you can also filter it closer by. Uh, you can do actors, directors, uh, all types of things. I could do screenwriters, producers, the crew. That's interesting. So is that more of a um, lib a library like a collection management? 
Yeah, yeah, this is more for yeah. If you have, if you have a large library, um, this this kind of let you know, especially uh, if you're out buying a movie, maybe you already own it. Go check your app. But yeah, it's it, it's a good for sorting. Uh, if, if you're in the mood for a movie, you can reference this app and then without having to just stare at your shelf for a while. Uh, and then it does have a checkout feature. If you do lend your movie to somebody, I don't, you know, uh, physical media goes away. Uh, I haven't lent a DVD in like 20 years, but uh, it has that option in case I need to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's that's something that I could use that in college. Yeah. Because till this day, I have no idea who's got my copy of Cable Guy. Oh, see, so yeah, you could have put it in, checked out, and then you just write their name. And then it'll t- then you just go in there and say, oh, what movies do I have checked out? Cable Guy. You lent it to the guy down the hall. Guy down the hall. I want my damn copy of Cable Guy back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I still collect physical media. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, now everything's just on Netflix or Amazon. But I like uh, I like owning a copy. I have been getting into collecting. So, I, I'm trying to collect more, uh, you know, say just going to, like, Walmart and buying Blu-rays and stuff in bulk i'm trying to be more selective and so i you know buying things like steel bucks or buying special editions i've gotten into like a boutique distributors like a shout factory screen factory or like criterion collection sure yeah i yeah. just got a shipment today that's why i had to go run upstairs because i had a package delivered of uh two screen factory uh, collector's editions with with really nice slip cups uh idle hands and child's play i'm very excited for these two. oh idle hands devon Zawa. he just released idle hands this just came out and i was like yep i gotta jump i gotta be first in line for that one so idle hands now let me ask you a question like this child's play great slip cover it's got chucky he's wielding a knife uh then it kind of uh blend there's like a t- like a living room setting it kind of kind of blends into on this slip, the actual slip cover, they put a sticker. It says, experience the terror of the original Chucky film never before. Do I dare attempt to try to remove that sticker, or do I just let let sleeping dogs lie? The sticker is under the cellophane? It's, it's under the cellophane? It, it is actually attached to the, 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 the cardboard of the slip cover. I think, he's, I think he keep the sticker. I think I'd leave it on there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just looked up. On Shout Factory, your that artwork, um, yeah, and that's that's beautiful. By the way, that artwork is stunning. Um, yeah, but you know, a sticker like that, it kind of reminds me of um, like the sticker on the on the New Era hat. Oh, okay. You know, the, the kids leaving the sticker. Like I pull the sticker off the hat, but you know, maybe you leave the sticker. You know, not all of them come with it. In fact, I, you know, this is probably my fifth one I own, and it's the first one that has a sticker, and it says, includes all new 2K HD transfer, and director commentary is like, yeah, I know. I got it from Scream Factory. So, hmm, maybe it's not, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, you want to be careful that it's not a collector's item sticker. <laughs> yeah, and the whole thing was, it, and it was wrapped in, in the cellophane. Put the sticker on top of the cellophane. Yeah, you know, maybe you pull that sticker. Let's get smarter. I'm, I'm rethinking this. I'm thinking you pull that sticker. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna attempt it. I, just... I, I would get you. I'd get some goobagon, some, yeah. some googon, and do it. Do it with some googon. Yeah. I, see, my, my fear is pulling up part of the cardboard. Yeah, I, I bet you could peel it real careful because the cardboard's got that gloss on it. I'm sure. Yeah. I bet you could pull that baby off. 
All right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to set this one aside for a special project tonight. So I got those to look forward to, to watch. Um, did watch some movies, a couple movies I own, a couple movies on streaming. Um, I watched a movie. I don't know if you've heard of this movie, Mike, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese called The Irishman. Oh, I've heard a thing or two about this. But I finished The Irishman. You finally did it. Watched the remaining three and a half hours I had left. You could watch 18 hours of Halloween movies. Or, no, Friday the 13th movies. Friday the 13th, yeah. And you can't watch four and a half hours of a Martin Scorsese masterpiece. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I tell you, I almost went back and had to start over because I started watching. I was like, what the heck's going on in this? <laughs> Bunch of old guys getting older. You know, that's what I saw. Well, I'm, I'm a little disappointed you actually finished this. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm uh, very curious to see uh, what, what kind of score you give this thing. Uh, I, gave, I, gave it a, I gave it a solid four. I had to take a star away because it took me uh, four weeks to finish it. <laughs> and that's their fault. Yeah. But, you know, watching, I was like, oh, this is good. You know, I, I love the dialogue. I love, love, love what's going on. But really, that last hour and a half drug, uh, drags. <laughs> it's just they keep getting older. I'm like, will it end soon, right? No, it's just, I'm Marty, you don't need 10 minutes of them getting even older. <laughs> uh, the only reason I went back and finished it, because the other movie I watched, or another movie I watched this week, I watched Martin Scorsese's The Wolf of Wall Street, which also has a three-hour runtime. Yeah. I tell you what, though, that moves. It's so good. Uh, this is probably the second time. This is probably this might be my first rewatch of Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, I've seen that more, I, more I times really than I'd it. like to admit. <laughs> I, I I really just dig it. Uh, Leo wins Best Actor the next year for The Revenant. I think this is the movie he should have won for. He's so great. It, uh, in this movie. Yeah, and you know, those makeup no. those makeup awards are not un, unheard of. Like, right. I, I think that's a makeup award. I also thought, um, like when Paul Giamatti won for Cinderella Man, that was oh. a makeup award for Sideways. There's no doubt about that. Or when Jack Palance wins for City Slickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all know how it goes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so watch Wolf of Wall Street. It's still great. Um, so good, so good. To enjoy it. Uh, watched another classic film. Uh, threw this on, and uh, I had some kids visiting this weekend. We had we had to watch them, and uh, threw on uh, 1987's The Princess Bride. Oh. Now the kids could not care less about this movie. Those they gave up. Assholes. I finished it out. Those kids are assholes, Mark. It's great. They are assholes. I'll go on record and say that. Uh, they don't appreciate anything. They, they watch uh, YouTube. I was watching some of the YouTube shows they were watch just mindlessly watching. I was like, this is stupid. You kids are rotting your brains with this dumbness. That's un that's unfortunate. But I finished The Princess Bride, and it is a fantastic movie. Yes, it is. Uh, watched another movie. Was, was interested in this movie. First, let me, let me tell you... Tell you uh, uh, Great runtime, hour and a half. So this movie's streaming on Netflix. It's called The Night Clerk. It's oh, a 2020 film. I just put that on my watch list yesterday. Uh, yeah, written directed by Michael Christopher. Interesting cast. Uh, cast Ty Sheridan from uh, Ready Player One, Ana de Armas, uh, John Leguizamo, Helen Hunt. I can tell you, I was incredibly disappointed by this film. Maria. Oh, 
good cast, interesting premise. So the premise is, you know, it, it, it's a guy, he's a night clerk um, who is a voyeur who witnesses a crime. And that is, a, is an interesting premise. And then the rest of the movie is just, I really think it's a bad script. Hmm. Yeah, because that one has been screaming up the Netflix charts. Yeah, I, I when I put this on, I believe it was, uh, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, this is the number three watched movie on netflix uh the day i threw it on so uh yeah a little disappointed in the night club, right. but good to watch a movie that came out in 2020 we don't have a lot of those that's true yeah so uh yeah but you know give it what the best thing i say about it it's an hour and a half yeah, you know, the time and the time does fly. It, this movie doesn't like drag. I, I found it boring, but I, I never where I was like, "Oh my god, this is taking forever." You know, sometimes a quick hitting movie like that is just what you need to, even if it's not that good. Yeah, uh, and I like all those people I, I, I listed. Um, I, I didn't have strong opinions about Ty Sheridan, but after seeing this, I was like, you know what? He's a fine actor. Let's not write him off at 24. This guy can be in more movies. Yeah, give him, a, give him a couple more roles and see what he can do. I know I'm not the gatekeeper of Hollywood, but uh, I'm going to say it. Keep casting him in things. And uh, always great to see John Leguizamo pop up in things. <laughs> Johnny Legs. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's it. That, that's all I watched. Um, yeah, just, just a couple movies. But, uh, you know, it's summertime. There's yard work to be done. There, there are books to be read, as you've said. Uh, I, I, I got to gear up. I'm, I'm on uh, uh, NBA stat websites, just just learning who's good, you know, in preparation for the uh, the shortened season. Is there going to be a, a a shortened NBA fantasy basketball league? Yeah, I'm starting it, but it's uh, it's all manual. Oh. <laughs> got to call in, call in. With your uh, roster changes. Yep. And then I, I actually mail the results out. You don't find out for like three days. <laughs> uh, how you did, yeah. So. Well, speaking of uh, you know going on Netflix, watching a new movie, we, we decided to, to watch another new movie to VOD. This one's been out for a couple weeks, but uh, uh, new to me. This is uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. My guy watched uh, technically 2019's Jay and Silent Bob reboot. James and Bob reboot is um, kind of a continuation of the Kevin Smith universe. I think it's most directly a reboot to James and Bob Strike Back, uh, since that's the movie that starred the titular Jay and Silent Bob uh, that came out in 2001. So I know you and I we kind of joked on the last episode of what movie we were actually going to watch to prepare. Did you watch a movie in preparation for James and Bob Reboot? I did. I ended up watching Jane Silent and Bob Strike Back. All right. Jane Silent and Bob Strike Back. So that's the 2001 comedy. It sees uh, Jay and Silent and Bob travel to Hollywood to uh, stop a uh, movie that's being made based on the Blunt Man and Chronic uh, comic book. Um, of course, they go on crazy adventures. What did you think rewatching uh, Jane Silent and Bob Reboot? I was still extremely entertained i really was some of the some of the jokes were dated for sure but i'm still laughing at the same stuff that makes me laugh and i was surprised because when we did clerks 2 both you and i were kind of like ah maybe we outgrew uh this kevin smith thing 
Um, and I, I thought maybe I'd hate it, but I, I watched it and I, I was rolling. I was laughing. It, it had me going. Mm. Yeah. So I, uh, watching the trailer of Jane Silent Bob reboot, I was like, I should probably watch Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, but I'm not going to do it because this is a reboot. And they're not giving me enough to go on of what they're actually remaking or rebooting. <laughs> so I watched 1999's Dogma in preparation. Not, I, uh, I'd like to hear what you think of that. So I've always considered Dogma my favorite Kevin Smith film. And I think I still hold that. It it does feel a little dated. I feel like some of the humor maybe I've just kind of aged out of 20 years later. Right? 20? Yeah. God, geez, 20 years later. Uh but it's still a very good movie. Like, I, I just enjoyed uh, the, the film. I like the story. I like, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon kind of being, you know, not so much a, a Jason Mewes film. Uh, so I was like, you know, watching Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, I've always just enjoyed. Yeah. And I, I've always held Dogma in really high regards myself. Yeah. Um, when I was deciding, uh, I had it between uh, Dogma, Mallrats, and Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. And just for some reason, I was just like, ah, if we're doing the reboot, I'm going to go with the title. I'm going with the Jane Bob title. So I, I decided to go with Strikes Back. It's good one of us did. <laughs> uh, so 2019, Kevin Smith... Uh, um, returns to his most beloved characters, Jay and Silent Bob. I think they've been there since the beginning. So, well, yeah, since Clerks. They, they, they've been characters that have appeared in, in many of his films. Um, this movie, 2019, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, or I'm sorry, Reboot, is somewhat of a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. When, in the sense, it follows the same story. Um Jay and Silent Bob, they are finding out that Blunt Man and Chronic, the movie from the first James Lazarus is going to be rebooted. They lose the rights to their name and they go on a cross country adventure to stop the movie from being made. Along the way, there's many cameos of uh, uh, other characters who've appeared in Kevin Smith films. This movie is very self-referential about reboots and remakes and uh, Kevin Smith's own um, filmography. Um, going in, what was your expectations? What were your thoughts going into Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Oh gosh, that's hard for me to say, Mark. I honestly, I went into this thing was with nothing. Yeah. I had no idea what to expect. Um, I, yeah, I had no clue. I didn't even know Kevin Smith was still alive. He, he he did suffer. He had a heart attack last year. And, yeah, and I like, I had no idea. I know like, film wise, he's not. He hasn't been doing much. Um, right. I don't think I saw Walrus. I saw Red State. I think that was a Kevin ja Kevin James. <laughs> okay, yeah. But uh, and, and so and you know, all through my college years, like many people through their college years, I was a I was a big Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. And and so, I I had zero expectations, and that's I can honestly say that. How about you? I so we did Clerks two a few months ago, and uh, yeah, you kind of hit it. Like it wasn't 
as great as maybe I remembered it or I just kind of thought the humor. I was like, okay, maybe Kevin Smith. And then we, so we watched Clerks 2 and I watched Clerks 1 again. I was like, maybe I don't like Kevin Smith as much as maybe I thought or, um, and so my Clerks 2, Clerks 2 was 2006. I thought it was much earlier. Or I thought it was, I thought that had come out not too long ago, but yeah, 2006. I was looking at where his movies are. So, I mean, going back to Jay and Silent Bob, that's like his, this reboot, that's... Oh, one? He, right. Well, they have two. Well, when they have... Six. Yeah, okay. And so, 14 years later, he's going back to them. Because, yeah, then he kind of does, does Red State in 2011. He does uh, Tusk in 2014. Uh, Yoga Hosiers uh, in 2016. And then Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot in 2019. So, yeah, he kind of stepped away. He did these three kind of – well, I, I don't know what Yoga Hosiers is. I, I, I never saw that. Uh, but Tusk and Red State, he kind of does his horror movies, thriller, you know, kind of trying to get out – of the genre a little bit and uh Tusk. Yeah. I so my expectation going into this <laughs> was that it this was gonna be bad. Okay. Yeah. I just clerks too. Rewatching clerks, I was like, I I don't think I, I loved him as much even when he was in his prime. So fourteen years later, this seems to just be like a I don't know, fan servicey project that this wasn't gonna be good. Uh but got made, and I watched it. What did you like about Jane Silent Bob reboot? Uh, I I really enjoyed, um, and much like uh, Strikes Back, just the the fourth wall breaking and and this it it reminded. I feel like he he does, and it's a little different, but it's like we like we recently did Ocean's Twelve, right? And that right. was like the big my big complaint was this whole Julia Roberts. Who's Julia Roberts thing that Ocean's 12 did? And Julia Roberts playing a character that's now pretending to be Julia Roberts. And I think Kevin Smith just kind of does it right by being making it going completely satire. So it doesn't feel out of place. It feels like it belongs. Yeah. And I, I, I totally dig that. Absolutely. Yeah, I liked how self-referential this movie was. I liked his, the comedy, the jabs, not only at Kevin Smith, uh, not, not only the idea of making a movie, but then the commentary on reboots, remakes, the, this idea of it. But it's done not – he in doing this type of movie, it doesn't come off as like complaining about reboots or remakes. It's just – it was done very well where it's like he's poking fun of it while at the same time it's like, well, he's doing, he's, this is what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. I, mean, I don't feel like Kevin Smith himself has a disdain for reboots. No, no. And he just, I mean, he, it really, he took the, that Jane Sutherland, you know, style and, and rebooted it and it works for me. Yeah. It, it's very funny. Uh, the, the, the jokes in this, I, I, I found myself laughing out loud at a, at a lot of the stuff. And, you know, I can see some people maybe being annoyed, but I, 
I like when they, uh, you know, when they're sitting there with Brody and they all, they look at the camera. Like, it, it, it's like, that's funny. It's funny to point yeah. out. I walk away. I'm still confused the difference between a remake and a reboot, but I like that he tried to explain it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I feel like the way he explained it was, he, I think he doesn't know. And I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah, I think he tried, tried to explain it. I like that he did it, but yeah, it is confusing. A, a reboot, you know, re, uh, you know, I like breaking down. There are sequels. There's just franchises yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked all that all that humor about Hollywood. Uh, I, I really enjoyed all the cameos, too. Um, just starting with, like, the core. The, the, you know, watching the beginning when it opens and it's the convenience store and it's, it's Dante going to open it and then the SWAT team comes and, you know, the, the first big joke is... is Cock smoker. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, here we I go. I think I'm past this type yeah. of humor. But then the movie just kind of gets into like a, a, a rhythm, and I, I just, I liked it. I liked Justin. As soon as Justin Long showed up, he made me yeah. laugh. And then from there, I think every, you know, not every joke lands, and there is humor that is pot humor that I'm above or not above, but, uh, out, outgrown. I, I, I've no longer funny to me. The, uh, some of the crude, crude humor doesn't land as much, but it's still a very funny movie. And, you know, I think that's where, where he shined. And, and I think maybe like looking back at the clerks episode we did, I mean, that was his infancy, you know, and cause I think we both kind of agreed that we preferred clerks too to clerks after all these years. Yeah. Um, but that's like his movies. He he does he provides the fart jokes and the the pothead jokes, but he also makes really smart movies. Like Dogma, yeah. Dogma is extremely smart. But we got Jay cracking wise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he does. And um, also, it's so kind of a surprisingly sweet film. Yeah, there, there's a coming of age. Um, element that is really good yeah so um yeah i think all that really works uh what didn't work for you in jason bob reboot uh i think the maybe the cast was a little too big um especially the we'll call it the traveling cast you know we got jay and jay and, and son of bob at uh the the gaggle of girls um and I know, like, in, in Strikes Back, there was three or four, you know, we had the uh, Eliza Dushku and Shannon Elizabeth and Allie, Allie Larder. Uh, I don't know, just it just yeah. felt too big and too many people trying to talk. And then we had Fred Armisen showing up, and um, that just seemed a little drawn out to me. Every, everyone had to talk. Yeah. Maybe too much dialogue? I don't know. You know, I, I think the parts where... In, in like a run wasn't working for me, but Kevin Smith has that style of writing, you know, of people talking about pop culture or cinema. And so the ones that didn't work and then they would just kind of go on a little long. Yeah. And it, it is just a little too much dialogue. And it's like, all right, I, I get, you know, you, you have a, some you're trying to, a run of jokes you're trying to get at, but it, it's just going, it's going a little yeah. long. The KKK scene, um, it didn't seem like it needed to be there. Yeah, I. It didn't add to the story, but I enjoyed Southern Bob just doing Gary Glitter. Yeah. Movies. It ends with a shit joke, <laughs> you know, the, the whole scene, which, uh, but, and then I was like, well, what was the point of that? 
but you know, Silent Bob gonna break his silence just to do Alec Baldwin from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross was funny to me. But it's kind of funny too because it, especially given the times right now, it's watching that now is such a timely thing because you know Kevin Smith's writing his script, and he's he 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 does such a good job in in this movie of shitting all over everyone, but also showing respect to everything that he's shitting on. But then he's yeah. like, I'm just going to literally shit on the KKK. And yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, and, you know, he's just, who haven't I shit on yet? Well, I definitely got to shit on the KKK and, and pay them no respects. <laughs> but the yeah. scene, the, the scene was kind of out of, kind of out of place. Out of place. Yeah. Let, let me make myself very clear. Uh, we here at DBTG believe the KKK should be shit. Absolutely, they should be shit all over. It just, as seen in a movie, it just kind of seemed like shoehorned in there. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it was one he wrote, and it was just like, I'm not cutting this. <laughs> I've been working on this Glenn Gary Glenn Ross speech, and I'm going to I'm gonna shit on the KKK. Uh, one one um, observation I kind of made after the film was over, I, uh, I kind of thought about was there – and maybe I missed it, but I don't think there was there wasn't like any jabs at Harvey Weinstein. I I thought there would be, but I wasn't sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't recall. Harvey it. Weinstein was a was a a big in you know a big part of of Kevin Smith's uh, movie career. Yeah. And yeah, that was interesting to me. I thought there would be something related to Harvey Weinstein in this movie. Yeah, no. Uh, no yeah, not that, not that I... Uh, because, all, I mean, of. I think most of his movies are Miramax, uh, you know, published by Miramax, and um, Weinstein's got executive producing credits on everything Kevin Smith. Right. Yeah, um... I'd be interested to pay a closer look, but yeah, none, none of that sticks to me. Did you have a, was there a cameo you uh, especially enjoyed or a call back to any of his previous films? Um, I, you know, I like the Loki cameo with Matt Damon because it hit on so many levels. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, so I watched Dogma and I, kind of as a goof, I was like, well, Dogma doesn't get brought up like in Clerks or anything like and so I just, with Loki, Bad David as Loki, uh, I I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And so it, it really does tie all his movies. Together. I mean, it, he he hit the dogma thing there, and he did, and I think he did it again with the Affleck cameo, but he hit he hit dogma there. Not only did he hit dogma, he took a swipe at Marvel there again, and yeah. and then he brought in the Bourne identity. I mean, there was just so much going on in that. 30 seconds of Matt Damon that I absolutely loved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the movie, you know, sometimes cameos or winks back to older, but they they really work in this movie. They, they just want, I, I didn't catch every one of them, but um, like you'll see a scene and I wonder, like, wait, is that someone I'm supposed to know? Um, but the ones I do catch, I'm like, they, they all kind of work, and they're all just quick enough that, that, that it moves. Yeah, yeah. They don't. The only one that that it kind of settles in on is is um is the Ben Affleck, and 
And yeah. I think that is just given the scene is such a kind of uh, emotional scene about parenthood and, and, and that kind of thing that, you know, that it's okay there. And oh, interesting fact to it as well is uh, Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck had a falling out and uh, they just uh, reconciled that relationship in making this movie. I believe uh, Ben agreeing to be in this movie was the first time they had spoken in some, some like 10 years. Well, that's good on both of them for, for figuring yeah. out their their uh, differences there. Yeah. Uh, the, the... During an interview for uh, Ben Affleck, I mentioned that you know he's, he's kind of ready to get back in touch with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith saw the interview uh, and reached out. Uh, and, of course, that movie which is continuing to bring people together, Triple Frontier. Oh, Triple Frontier. It's doing it. It's doing things. It's, it's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> uh, another cameo I really enjoyed was the Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth, uh, a very funny cameo uh, as well in that. Yeah, that one, that one, that one made, made me chuckle. Um, yeah, overall, you know, the things that didn't work, you know, as a, this movie does, it's so great, or it does just a nice job. It's silly enough that really anything you, you would complain about, like the plot, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because this movie does such a fine job of moving quickly, being silly, being funny, where, you know, it's almost like, like, like an airplane where it's like, well, uh, at the end of the day, the plot doesn't matter. D does Jane and Bob, do, do they ever... Do they get their names back? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it really doesn't matter just because it's like as, as a silly comedy, it, it's, it just it's kind of moving along nicely. Um, I have a new question that I'm, I, th I think I need to start asking as we do these remakes, uh, uh, reboots, uh, and that is watch Anson Bob reboot. Do you need to watch previous the previous movies in order to enjoy this one. No, I don't, I don't think you do. Um, gosh, you know, you gotta have some, I guess you gotta have some idea of who Jay and Silent Bob were. But yeah. I think if you just watch, if your only Kevin Smith movie is Mall Rats, you'll be completely at home in this movie. Um, I mean, it it is a fan service movie, and so it does reward you for 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 knowing the library. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's necessary. It, this is a tough this is a tough one to, to introduce this question because not not only I, I wonder because I didn't get all the references. It's been so long since I've seen Mallrats or Chasing Amy. You know, it was, really, it was just Clerks one and two and dogma that, that were fresh in my brain. Uh, even uh, James Bond Shark back. I probably hadn't seen that in 15 years, uh, but I knew enough to kind of get the references, but then it's also, you kind of got to know a little bit about Kevin Smith too, to, to, because there's other jokes like making fun of cop out or uh, him being too fat to fly. Yeah. Or making fun of podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is really someone who, who went in completely unaware of who Kevin Smith is, anything to do with this world, didn't understand movie franchises and reboots, they may not enjoy it. But even if you're just like aware of what Marvel does, you could watch this movie and get a lot of the jokes. True, yeah. That are at the expense of 
of like, the Hollywood. Yeah, but it, yeah, I agree there. But I think it definitely helps. I, I think it helps that if you've seen Mallrats and when someone shows up, you can go, oh, okay, I understand who Jason Lee is. That's funny. He's back. But it may be confusing when you see Rosario Dawson and you go, she's not that same right, lady. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think you could just pop this on. And if, if you come out just to laugh at the idea of reboots, this is a funny movie that just kind of takes a shot yeah. at that. Yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, in the end, it is it is a funny movie. Yeah. So I guess I would say you don't have to watch any Kevin Smith films, but you do have to understand that films exist in order to enjoy them. <laughs> If this was your first movie you've ever seen, you may not get it. Yeah, it helps to know that there is a thing called movies. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd just be like, I don't understand. I understand, but I, I, I don't understand this reboot. Um, so we just got the, it's 2020. So this is a reboot. It kind of acts. I, and I'm still not quite sure because I, I, to me, I was like, this kind of feels like a sequel. But let's just call it a reboot. Are we ready for a sequel of Jay and Silent Bob reboot? A Jay and Silent Bob reboot part two that picks up where this story leaves off? No, no. I'm not I'm not ready now. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel if this was Kevin Smith's farewell to the Jay and Silent Bob characters, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I mean... I would too. Uh, the, I, I think the characters are in the in his back his back library is in a good place. That you know, if you need some Jane Silent Bob, just go back and watch some. That being said, I'm not ready for a Tusk too, so I don't know what he's <laughs> going to do. I guess just make podcasts. Yeah, and you know, I think I think too some of the uh, like Jason Muse is showing his age a little bit. Um, he does. Look he looks old, but he also just. He just doesn't have that uh, delivery as he used to. Yeah. Um, and, and, and its maturity, I think, is part of it. He's yeah. grown up a lot since then. Did he, did Jason Mewes, did he have a substance abuse? Like, was the storyline of Clerks 2 going to rehab? Or is some I, of that I, think, I think he had some life? serious issues. Yeah. I think he okay. had some, some, some major... Um, drug problems and and stuff like that i'm pretty sure i i've heard i've well, heard that or and i think he yeah, he did do a lot to get himself straightened up yeah hopefully he is uh he's doing well his 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 daughter his uh, infant daughter or in toddler 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 daughter appears in the film so yeah. uh you know hopefully the the, the messages of fatherhood and sure uh, ring true for jason muse oh man that's a kevin Smith movie i forgot about zach and mary make a porno you know, when Justin Long shows up, I was like, where do I know this guy from? Where do I... Uh, Angel of the Movie was over. Like, okay, Justin Long, and put in some keywords on his character. And I was like, Zach and Mary, that's where yeah, he's from. I like that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2019, now it's 2020, it's a year later. Does this movie need to be remade? Um, Gosh, you know, I think uh, we rebooted it, so... We now we remake the reboot. Could Jane and Bob, any of the Jane and Bob, could the characters Jane and Bob, could they be played by any other actors? Oh man, like like a true to life remake. <sighs> but we get really crazy. So a true to life remake, and they are actually played by Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek. <laughs> I... 
yeah, they just redo James Bond. Like, like, okay, we're remaking this movie, but we're recast. Like, we're just recasting it. It's gonna be yeah, Jason Biggs and uh, James. You know, in honesty, this is one of the hardest movies to have these conversations about this. Should we remake it? Should we reboot it? Because it is such a a different animal than anything we've watched or reviewed. Um, Right. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a it's a crazy ass movie, and it's a. And the whole Jay and Silent Bob world is a crazy-ass world, especially Strikes Back and Reboot now. Like, they're these fourth-wall, meta-breaking, crazy-ass movies. What do you what do you do with that? Yeah. I, you know, Kevin Smith, I, I you know, I, I don't love all his movies. Some of them I just, I don't enjoy at all. But I think he has such a unique voice that he's put into his movies that especially the ones that we know are Kevin Smith films. You know, maybe like Jack and Mary or a cop out, but uh, mall rats are chasing Amy dogma. J- I don't think any of those could be remade. Cause I think Jane and Bob's Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith and all those characters are who they are and you can't remake it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 10 years from now, like if they, if it was announced that a Zack and Mary make a porno remake was coming out, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't come out and say, oh, that would never work. Right. Uh, but, like, if a, a Mallrats remake, I was like, oh, you can't remake Mallrats. That's, that's, his fingerprints are too much in, on yeah. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, remake. Reboot. So this movie, 2018, it – it had a traveling release. Uh, Bob, uh, Kevin, or, uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes took this on the road, uh, released it uh, uh, kind of roadshow style, did Q&A after it. So um, doesn't have a lot of box office uh, numbers available. It had a $4.5 million budget, $4.7 million. Just came on VOD, Amazon Prime. Um, what do you think the critics thought about Jane Silent Bob? Oh, Reed? gosh, you know... I think it's more on the positive side. Maybe, like, if I were to give it a guess on the Rotten Tomatoes, maybe like a, a 60? 66. This is actually, uh, you know, maybe because due to the limited release, not a lot of critics reviewed it, but 66 this is actually one of his higher-rated films. Uh, this is his highest rating since Dogma, Barely, Dogma at 67, and uh, his highest rated film is Chasing Amy at uh, 87. So, yeah, uh, critics seem to, uh, you know, not as down on it as you'd think for, you know, some of his other movies. James on Bob Strike Back, 52%, so this movie actually comes in higher rated than that. Um, And I tend to agree. You know, we'll get into when we did we need it, but... um, Maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind. Maybe as uh, a podcaster myself, someone who actually talks about reboots and remakes, this movie spoke to me. And I I think this is one of my more favorite Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, I I agree. There is something refreshing about this movie. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah, did that. So, uh, James and Bob reboot, did we need it? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, I'm going to agree. You know, it works as a re- it works as a, a, a movie in 2020. 
if this is like a farewell to Jay and Silent Bob, I think it works really great. If maybe this is Kevin Smith coming back to that world, and like I'd be a little interested in what his next movie. I'm more interested in what a Kevin Smith movie is now than I was before seeing. Sure. This yeah. Yeah. If that makes it, yeah. So this, you know, if anything, we needed it for whatever Kevin Smith's going to yeah, do. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what he's got up his sleeve. Um, being kind of on the outskirts of movies lately, uh, yeah, be interesting what he comes up with here. Yeah. Maybe uh, a movie about uh, uh, the world's true heroes, podcasters. Do we have any podcasters? Uh, podcast heroes? Yeah. Uh, I don't know of any. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a movie about podcasters has ever been made. Um, so I just kind of quickly IMD beat them. It looks like there is an announced. So you know, take that for whatever that means. Clerks three. So I guess his next. So maybe he is kind of jumped back in this world, and we're gonna get a Clerks hmm. three. That's interesting. Um, not where I I would have liked to see something maybe original that still takes place in this universe yeah yeah that's kind of what I was hoping for I was saying, you know like another you know mall rats but you know knock all, you know do whatever I, you know something that takes place in New Jersey takes place in this world but I always liked maybe I always like a uh, Brody story. yeah I think uh, I would like to see a, a movie on Brody <laughs> mall rats too what is it like where there are no moles, yeah it's just really. like what what happened what happened with Brody over these years <laughs> yeah because I like Jason Lee also so yeah yeah good, good good to see good to see him healthy working uh so yeah James what about reboot I think we're both saying we needed it and I think we're both saying uh, enjoyable. I, yeah I I was pleasantly surprised yeah yeah definitely a uh a nice one to throw on. And as he said, streaming on Amazon Prime, you do a lot worse. True. Uh, yeah, based on what's out there. Uh, if you have thoughts on the Kevin Smith verse, what is, is it called? Uh, is his? Is it uh, View Askew? Is that his? That's his. Uh, I think that's company? His company. I don't know if there's a Production. specific title for his his universe. I yeah. think it's just maybe just Jane Silent Bob World. I don't know. <laughs> the Jane Silent Bob World. <laughs> Uh, if you have thoughts on that, you can email us. If, if you think their best work was in Scream 3, maybe, you know, that's possible. <laughs> uh, you could let us know, uh, dbtgpodcast at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter, dbtgpod. Send us a tweet. If you had an idea for a sequel, remake, a reboot, if you could explain the difference between a remake and a reboot, I'd be, uh, I'd be all for it. I'd like it. to see a, a white paper. Um, yeah. You know, keep it to, uh, I don't know. 2,500 words, um, but a, yeah. a white paper with some bullet points um, that I could uh, just, especially bullet points that I could just go back and, like, if I'm watching something, I can look through the bullet points, like, it checks this, it checks, nope, it's not this, it must be that. You know what I want? I want a, I want a flow chart. Ooh! Ooh! So I could be like, you know, it does it do this? Yes, no. And then I can just follow the arrows, and by the end, it'll say, no, you're watching a remake, you're watching a remake. We reboot. might need to come up with you're this flowchart on our own. That could we be might, a fun yeah. project. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can email us at, uh, or, you know, what I've already said, you can just uh, hit the 30-second rewind, and uh, I, I hit all those plugs. Um, 
So that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with uh, another uh, remake, sequel, possibly a reboot. I don't know. Uh, until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel. Snoogans! And on that note, we cue the music.